Welcome to episode three of Board Game Jerk. Welcome to episode four of Board Game Jerk, a show where we have a random bot. Uh, and as our guest asked a minute ago, yes, we do actually have a random bot. Uh, it currently exists on Twitter, Slack, Telegram, and websites, <laughs> and now in audio form. And we try to make a game out of them. Um, some of the games we've made so far have actually been uh, potential commercial successes. Others have been confusing messes. What will we have today? So today we have uh, currently one guest, maybe halfway through the show, a second guest from Nemesis Games. Uh, Nemesis Games recently had a, a Kickstarter. They're also based here out of, of Berlin, actually. Um, and raised just shy of a quarter of a million dollars, US dollars, for their first Kickstarter game ever. So it's actually pretty successful. So welcome to the show, Cornelius. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was 325,000, okay, actually. I undersold you by 100,000. <laughs> Not bragging. <laughs> and uh, tell us a bit about the game. Uh Uprising Curse of the Last Emperor is our, our first game, so we're first-time creators, uh, and it's a really big game. You know, you're you're committed to a couple of hours in a two-player game and more in three or four, uh, and it's a 4X game, so it's got hexes and exploration uh, and, like, surprises, uh, but it's also a cooperative game. Uh, so every player takes on the role of a, a leader of a fantasy race uh, fighting off uh, the... Uh, evil empire, which has been enslaving them for centuries. Uh, but to sort of spice it up a bit, the empire made a terrible mistake just uh, a few turns ago in game time and kind of ended the world. Um, the balance of uh, chaos and order was upset by this immortal emperor who'd been exterminating the other gods one by one. And when he finally succeeded, the gates to hell came open, killing him and everyone on the mainland as uh, the uh, their life force was sucked dry by a spell that the emperor used to close it called the curse. So on this hex map, you have from the middle of the map, the empire trying to take back uh, your territory. And from the outside, hordes of demons and monsters who come in and also try and turn you into a you know ham sandwich. Uh, and both the bad guys will fight each other and everyone wins together if they uh, all have more victory points than both of the other factions. Uh, and so the first few minutes you play, you're like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff. And then after your first turn, you're like, I totally get it. And then after your third or fourth turn, you're like, this game is unfair. I want to quit. Uh, and then everyone else tells us that it's a great game. So, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And we do not have Jason with us today, but we still have Rebecca. Rebecca, how are you doing? Hi, I am good. Yeah. Do you want, do you want a full intro from me? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> what people can't tell is Rebecca is currently in a leopard print broom closet. Yep. Uh, we, we should do a video show and then you could see. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit like Harry Potter. You said this was a family program. <laughs> we never promised that. Um, so, Rebecca, maybe you'd just like to introduce the format to first-time listeners and uh, then we'll get started with um, our first idea. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to do today is fire up the board game jerk machine, and it's going to churn out uh, a wonderful suggestion for us. And together, we're going to work out how on earth that could be a real board game. Um, so we'll have a little bit of a chat about what it could be like. Um, we'll think of a wonderful name for it. And then we will have a go at uh, playing a first turn of the game. Excellent. And 
it's always my job to just very quickly put in a legal disclaimer. <laughs> we are generating ideas. Feel free, please feel free to use the ideas, but it would be nice if you attributed the show, if you uh, like the idea and do something with it and send us free copies slash cash bucket loads of money slash free t-shirts. That's, that's fine. Or just a mention on your website is also fine. That out the way, okay, I am going to fire up the, um, the machine. I have an actual machine here, Cornelius, if you, if you weren't sure. Here it is. Look at, look at its wonder. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. <laughs> I'm going to press the button and... <laughs> we have a tile placement game where you are soldiers eating a dragon in dystopia. <laughs> hmm. This, this, there's a lot to unpack The, the dystopia okay. seems redundant considering the rest of the sentence. Well, I don't know. It depends on your perspective and Indeed. what type of soldiers you are, I suppose. Um, I'll just very quickly explain what tile placement is. Uh, I think we've had the, the uh, mechanism before, but it's quite a, a well-known classic kind of mechanism. Uh, generally, you place pieces on a board of some description or on the table to score victory points or trigger abilities often adjacent to other pieces in the same group or cluster. Uh, as always, I'm getting this from a board game geek, not to be confused with us. Uh, <laughs> and some, uh, sorry. What, yes, what would some examples be of tile yes. placement games, just to remind us? There's a couple of very classic ones like Carcassonne, um, Azul, which uh, is another. Uh, actually, I would even say Uprising is slightly tile placement ever so slightly yeah. tile flipping hexes <laughs> tile flipping yes tile flipping. terraforming mars caverna and these are all reasonably well-known games i know cornelius is a huge fan of terraforming mars <laughs> probably the game i played the most in my life uh which you know when i saw that a picture of the game on maybe it was board game geek i i knew immediately this was going to be a great game i don't know how i knew maybe it was all the science and stuff uh, and then luckily the game was as good as I hoped it would be. I've only played it once and it was at your house actually. So <laughs> <laughs> That must have been fun if you didn't come back. No, no, just wasn't it wasn't ever offered a game again. So <laughs> Anytime, Chris. Okay. So maybe uh, is there anything we need to unpack here? Um, should we define what the dystopia is? Maybe that's important. Or maybe the dystopia varies each time. Yeah, it seems as though why the soldiers are eating a dragon could perhaps inform what this dystopia is like. They're hungry? Yep. I had a thought because I love theming and I thought, what would be a dystopia that you involves a dragon that you eat? And maybe something gigantic ate the world and people are eating their way out. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This, yeah. this is obscure, but it's good. Yeah. A giant dragon came ate the world, we could figure out why in a minute, and you are, you are, you know, a select bunch of troops picked by the president, of course, probably Matt Damon's in there somewhere, and you're trying to save the world by eating yourself out of the dragon. It gets a bit Monty Python in places, I think, maybe as well, but... Uh, yeah. Monty Python and Matt Damon Baron, all at once. Yeah. <laughs> Baron Munchausen had that, that seat inside the giant whale. Did they? It's been a little while since I've seen that. Uh, yeah, well, thinking of Python. Yeah, it is I also think I like in, this uh, idea. 
Yeah. I think we're done already. I'm I'm happy with this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how do the the tiles come into place? Uh, They're bits of dragon. Yeah, I mean, you could actually um, reverse this ever so slightly. Tile um, removal. Where maybe you're taking away tiles that are the dragon. Could you have layers as well? Is that a thing? So you start with layers, and you're kind of t- kind of burrowing your way through a board of tiles to get out of the dragon, <laughs> and underneath is. But what happens when you get out of the dragon? Do you then have to like build a new world on the surface of the dragon? <laughs> uh, ooh, expansion. expansion yes. <laughs> Spoken like a true Kickstarter creator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one having an eye on commercial. Oh, uh, and then you have terraforming dragon. <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> I suppose a, the inside of a dragon is probably a bit like Mars, except it's a bit wetter, but uh, full of hot heat and fire. Exactly, and it'll all be all dry on the outside, and dragons always have special magical properties and fun stuff about them if you use their innards or outards or whatever. So, um, Yeah, what about the tiles, though? Um, I like the idea of tile removal. Yeah. Like, maybe there's a... A map of the bones, and then you put on different organs or or something, and then as you you have to sort of find your way out. How how how? Okay, how are how are people removing tiles? How do you normally place tiles in? Take take uh, terraforming Mars for example. How do you place tiles? Is it a selection you choose from, or is it random? Like every game that has money, you need money. Okay. Uh, and money is the most important thing. And so if you have enough money, you can put down a forest or you can put down a city. Um, and those are the sort of two main tiles. But then again, in Carcassonne, you just pick one, right, and drop it on the on the map. Pavel just showed up. Hey, Pavel. Hello. Pavel is one of the co-designers of... Uh, uprising, and he's guys. he's got all the weirdest ideas. <laughs> That's brilliant. So, the current theme, I'll, I'll, I'll read you in. A dragon ate the world. We are elite soldiers within the stomach of the dragon, and we've been ordered to eat our way out. Okay. Via tile placement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, so tile placement, uh, did you guys decide what the tiles are? We're actually or? thinking maybe it's tile removal, and the tiles are bits of the I was actually dragon. thinking the yeah. same thing. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you choose which you remove? And uh, if you're elite soldiers, do you have pieces that are moving as you're doing it? And there's some kind of mechanism for um, removing what's around you or something like that with different skills? Mm-hmm. Maybe, the, maybe the different bits have resources, like you know, the meaty bits could become food, the bone bits could be used for making shovels or something. I mean, I've never been in a dragon, but that seems like the logical way to do it. <laughs> Yeah, that that seems like something you could do. You you mine uh, the tiles for resources, and then you build like tools and weapons to fight off things that the dragon also ate. Right, little <laughs> other worlds, critters other worlds. Also, we, is this other resentful civilizations? <laughs> is it a fight against time before the world is digested? Ooh, you could make it a real time game. You could put a timer out. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I, I kind of, I think, it, I think that sounds good. Like, uh, I mean, every classic. Uh, well, actually, this is this is an idea as well. Is this a cooperative or is it a competitive game? Because um, mm. it, it leans towards cooperative, but not mm-hmm. necessarily. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Good question. I mean, if you want to make it like a sudden death thing, then the tiles could just be removed and replaced with like digestive fluid tiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to make it really weird, you could add another layer of theme. You know, maybe if it's a Cold War dragon. And so you're either the <laughs> Russians, the Chinese, the Americans, or the non-aligned movement, right? <laughs> You could make it all steampunky and go back to Victorian England. Yeah. And, uh, oh, the Abraham steampunk Lincoln. thing might be cool if you're kind of building stuff to get you out a of the dragon. dragon. <laughs> I yeah, I'm actually I think competing factions is probably not a bad idea. Everyone has their own uh, special ability as well, but you're trying to race to be the first nation or, or whatever to rescue the world, and that's you know that's the competitive angle. You'd uh, really think if anything of... could bring people together, like being having the world eaten by a dragon, you'd think that would be the one thing that could do it, right? <laughs> no. 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 So optimistic, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm increasingly skeptical on this. So, so, yes. <laughs> what about the dystopia oh, yeah. part? I mean, obviously the world's been eaten, but is that dystopian or is that just... Is, that is the world kind of still going on because say it's say we've it's, it's a really huge dragon belly that it's in and it's kind of floating in in i don't know dragon stomach fluid uh or whatever and so could it be that it's actually quite warm and damp and things are kind of surviving still and so there is a dystopia on the earth uh it's, we're still <laughs> chugging along oh and it's been for generations <laughs> and so no one knows if they're in a dragon or not it's a rumor <laughs> We've oh, forgotten. Oh yes, you can have uh, special events of like conspiracy theorists or yes, because then it's this parallel to reaching the moon again. It's this: is it real? Is it not? Is there an outside the dragon? Uh, it's not a dragon. It's a turtle. <laughs> it's a dragon on a turtle. Maybe the expedition uh, is, to, is to prove what's on the outside. Is it a dragon, yes. a turtle, or a squid? <laughs> you get distracted by side quests to have to like. Uh, repave the high street or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but we've got this dragon to worry about, but we need new roads. Very interesting. <laughs> I don't know. But there has to, maybe, maybe it has been for some time, but we're, we kind of, for some reason, know that the, the clock is ticking and it's becoming the final moments of digestion or survival. Um, and, uh, yeah. And... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think mechanically, maybe maybe the board always looks the same on setup, right? You've got like some bone tiles, some muscle tiles, and some organ tiles all in the same spot. Mm. But there's more tiles than you need. And when you flip the tile, like one organ is the gallbladder and explodes all over you. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> one bit of meat is like not very nutritious. And so as you flip the tile, you deal with the challenge and then maybe you pick the tile up or, or maybe you don't. <laughs> yeah. I think that might be that might be good. Maybe there's some kind of placement that makes it semi-realistic. You know, you don't find the gallbladder. Are you next finding to, your way up? Or yeah, down? you don't find, yeah. you don't find <laughs> the, the, the gallbladder next to the brain or something like that. But you don't exactly know where it's going to be. <laughs> oh, could the different factions choose directions and that so that they all have slightly different paths? Maybe, but maybe <laughs> they compete with each other at certain places as well. And there's a bit mm. of a skirmish. Um, not like a, a deadly skirmish. The dragon should be the end goal, but they do skirmish with each other and maybe take things, steal things from each other, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are our factions then? What are our factions? 
Steampunk cold fantasy war. races. So what? Steampunk dwarves, <laughs> hobbits. hobbits. <laughs> Could it be that they all what believe the something different? It's that you've got the people who believe it's a dragon, those that believe it's a load of nonsense, the squid people, the yeah, turtle yeah, the, people. The turtle is that just be a bunch of guys with like turtle shells on their back. Be, be completely useless, but they look cool. Yep. <laughs> Named after famous Spanish artists. <laughs> to avoid copyright. Hashtag not copyright. <laughs> I love a lasagna. Wait. No, I love tapas. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, Rebecca, as the as the adjudicator for this this idea, where are you leaning? What's what's your what's your feeling about the 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 kernel of the idea here? Oh well, I think the kernel is great. I think we're still not quite clear on tile placement ideas. From what okay. I'm gathering, I feel like we all have brilliant images in our heads as to what this would look like. At least I do, um, and I'm. I'm almost loath to bring it down into a board because I'm so in the in the dragon in my head. Um, I'm not quite seeing what that would look like. So I don't know if you kind of... Makes, well, I have been 3D games. Makes for a great D&D compare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah, there's an idea, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Actually. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, right? I, I got to go. I have a thing. There down. have been 3D games. They've always been slightly gimmicky. Um, and they've generally been not really a mechanic, just kind of a a thing, like a, a gimmick more than a, an actual. Um, the one year mm. I had a booth at Essen, I was next to a guy who had a mountain climbing game that was 3D mountain, but I never even saw it go to Kickstarter. So I guess he ran into probably fig- figuring out how to mass manufacture it was probably too mm. hard, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not sure. It must be really expensive yeah. to make, yeah. and you can't sell it for yeah. that much. But you could do like you could go the other direction and have a Warhammer 40k size dragon the size of a wedding cake. <laughs> well, if we bring Games Workshop on board, they know how to make money and, and make it work, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so, I'm almost seeing it kind of as like helmets, you know, like inside. Uh, oh. I mean, if you make out. it a Hydra, you could have eight exits, and you could play it with up to eight people. Still, kind of a dragon, right? Sounds dystopian to me. <laughs> so, what do we th- do? We think about tile, tile placement or tile re- uh, tile removal. I mean, I don't think tile removal. Well, it probably does exist, but I, I'm not sure if it's actually called anything in particular. So, we can kind of be flexible here. I think that makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can burrow a hole through the dragon as you remove tiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And depending on your power, how many that might be is is, is different, I suppose. Hmm. You could also use your resources to build tiles to mess with the other players. You know? <laughs> yeah, and as well, if you're excavating stuff, perhaps that's got to go somewhere, so it kind of moves over to the other players, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I like the idea of removing things, and it's whoever gets, uh, essentially gets to the board first, gets to the outside of yeah. the dragon, turtle, squid. And are you good with the faction idea, Rebecca? I don't yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, I like okay. this idea. We've it's we've been there for a long time, and we don't know what the truth is, uh, what's out there. And the the sort of tick tick timer, like there's a there's a time you have to do it by, or you are digested. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good because it kind of brings together the factions as well. Because maybe there's a little bit of uh, cooperative stuff if you're all screwing with each other then it says, actually, guys, 
you're all going to die if you don't do yeah. something. So then you have that that dual aspect, yeah. Semi-cooperative. There's many games like this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like what? <light. laughs> yes, we want this, this realistic aspect of impending digestion. Um, cool. I mean, the fun thing is if it's... Um, if you're inside something, you could also just, if you uh, have like certain phases, you could just have a phase where the dragon just eats more stuff and then like new stuff pops out. So kind of like in Wingspan where you have this like little feeder, maybe you could do something like this where the tiles just pop up or something. Yeah, the dragon eats another world or a passing spaceship or something like that. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, something or a star. Yeah, an event that like okay, it's time to time to see what's new, and then like new things pop up. Expansion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Instead of a discard pile, you could have the colon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we could go all sorts of uh, rather disgusting ways here. Let, let, yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> literally let's let's leave that alone. Let's not go any further down that. Uh, um, yeah, I, I feel that pathway. side of the world is the bit that's in the that's being digested, and therefore no one can go in that direction. That would be my kind of get out <laughs> clause right. for this. <laughs> okay. 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 So I think we have actually quite an interesting idea here. Now, the most important aspect, as always, is title. Our pun master supreme, Jason, isn't with us today, so we need someone else to take his place. Um, title. I feel like there's something around the digestion, world-eating thing here. I don't know. <laughs> is there, would you buy games with digestion-related titles? <laughs> <laughs> we should Google that. <laughs> I'm feeling... Like I have a I have a play on words with inception of ingestion, but that doesn't really sound like the game. <laughs> <laughs> and as well as, do we want to say with the game, if we've got these different factions, is it definitely a dragon? Do we ever find yeah. out if it's a dragon? Is that kind of in our theme? Is that on the box, big dragon? Or is it that we don't actually know what the truth is? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Does that... And is it, a, is it a fantasy theme or a sci-fi theme or somewhere in between? Somewhere in between, I think. So it needs to have an epic-sounding title. Hmm. Are there politics involved? Between the factions, a little faction? bit, I think. They're mm -hmm. all trying to outcompete each other to be the ones that save the world, basically. Hmm. Hmm. I think any Dragon's Den puns. Uh... <laughs> 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 The ultimate dragon's den. <laughs> dragon's den ultimate edition. <laughs> oh, and that could be the different factions. Sorry, it's the different the different investors from dragon's. Oh, geez. Okay, this is a whole right. different thing. We're getting back uh, to brainstorming here. Dragon's end. Dra I don't know. No, <laughs> we said that's not part of it. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Or the other option would be enter the dragon, but I like I like dragons. Exit, dragon. Exit the dragon. <laughs> dragons end. Exit, Exit the dragon. dragon. <laughs> one of those two. Exit the I dragon. Think. Which end will you choose? Um. I think one of those two. I feel like one of those. Well, either one of those may have some copyright issues, but meh. We won't worry, we'll worry about that another time. <laughs> All right. Okay, I think we have two working titles there. Dragons end or exit the dragon. Either one, I think I'm happy with right now. Um, <laughs> First turn example. So let's begin with who are our factions? Uh, Pavel, what's your faction? Your kind of political or um, like 
um, or global or national faction? I'm, I'm, I'm the turtleists. I'm, I'm like cultists who don't believe in this dragon nonsense. Mm -hmm. And um, they're turtle fanatics. So they have all, all sorts of turtle stuff. And they also um, have a bit of a religious vibe. So they uh, are very fanatical about their thing. Maybe they can sacrifice one of their guys to like speed up the process or something. Like when you're excavating a thing, you can um, sacrifice one of your workers to do it quicker. <laughs> nice. Rebecca, what's your faction? Um, my faction will be a very practical faction. Um, if we're okay with this, if, I don't know if we wanted it all to be animal themes. I thought maybe oh, a no, kind no. of steampunky <laughs> uh, group of people. There'll be many goggles on foreheads. Um, and they're exploring <laughs> to try and say, look, we want, we, we want to save the world. We don't care if it's a dragon or a turtle or anything like this. But they're very engineering focused. And they wouldn't do things like sacrifice each other. Um, it's all, all very practical and scientific. Okay. Cornelius, what's yours? So thinking of that, like... Um, I, I think I'm a little bit contrarian sometimes. And so I think I would want to play a faction that is kind of friendly to the dragon, right? They don't, they think it's a disaster to poke a hole in their own world and they want to do everything they can to maintain the balance. They'd be like a green party, except they'd be more like the reddish purple party or whatever the color is. And so, so they have an interest in, in, of course, finding out the truth, but they also want to moderate everyone else's behavior. So they may be trying to escape the way that they came in to do the least damage. Or something. Exactly. Right. Yeah, they don't want to blow the thing up. <laughs> okay. I think I might go. What about you, Chris? I think I might go for a sort of. Um, I, I kind of like the idea. It's of of having like a very uh, communist style faction. Like we all are just producing machinery and weapons and um, behind the the great leader to just focus on proving to the world that we are the best at saving it and everybody should follow the same pathway. Yeah. So we just have lots of <laughs> lots of stuff we can throw at a problem, but it may not be the, the best. <laughs> so so if it's factions and we're super like we're super soldiers, right? But do we have like more people to use? Are we do we have like worker placement or something? That was an aspect we hadn't quite got to. Maybe, maybe whoever takes the first turn of the first turn can uh, could figure that out. Um, <laughs> let's say. Um, Be also interesting if each faction has different yeah, mechanics. Slightly, yeah, it's getting a little um, into territory of games like uh, Root and Vast, which can be very um, difficult to get started when everyone's trying to figure yeah, it out. True. But, yeah. It shouldn't be too different. It should just be like slightly yeah. asymmetrical, yeah. not like completely crazily asymmetrical <laughs> okay um first turn so cornelius with your kind of i'm almost almost imagining they're a bit like the european union maybe i don't know <laughs> not sure the green well, I, so for the the first turn of course I, I know my objective is to do um the least damage possible okay. um so maybe my maybe my secret power is i can look at a tile without flipping it over so um Maybe I would go look at one of the organ tiles and see how dangerous it is uh, to flip it. And then using that knowledge, um, I could either guard it or go somewhere else. And when you flip that, what do you flip? I don't know. Like maybe it's just a sort of dragon part. Like it says, you know, I am general organ tissue. And if you flip it, it turns out to be, you know, the liver or the heart or the 
other parts. I'm not a dragon doctor. <laughs> and, and based on that reveal, do you push forward or do you... I think you, I don't know, yeah, when you, when you flip a tile over, maybe you take it or maybe you like have to like interact with it somehow. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe there's a mechanic that you can either destroy it and you get one sort of points or you can um, preserve it for some other reason. Hmm. Not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rebecca, what do you do on your first turn? Okay. Um, are we are we all starting on the Earth at the same point? Just as a I guess conceptually, what in our think? various locales, going yeah. in slightly different directions. Okay. Um, well, I think what my team will be doing is we're trying to save the earth we see something's wrong but scientifically work out what where are we what's happening and they would be very good at um using resources as well so when they find things to be able to send it back to the earth and use it to to build stuff and this kind of thing um so are we saying then that the tiles are all different they're like organs and stuff like this it is everything that we find in a dragon and then it's what we do with them or (laughs) Well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be organs, right? If he's eating a whole world, then you could eat also yeah. other things. So sometimes it could just be some cities or a shop or something. Shop. It could be random stuff. Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> okay, well, we're very good at Money. investigating. Um, and so we found a, a kind of broken spaceship that's been eaten and uh, pill for that for resources. Mm. Nice, nice. Pavel, what do your turtle cultists do in their first turn? Um, it's a good question. I mean, they're trying to really, they're trying to get, they're, they're like, they're fanatics. So they're absolutely convinced that what they do is right and they want to get it done as quickly as possible. Um, maybe their advantage is just that they have like more people to throw at things. So uh, maybe they could have like two actions in the first turn. Um, So, you know, but um, maybe their guys are just generally um, a bit weaker or something. And um, yeah, I mean, you just, you just, you don't really care for the consequences. You just go out and you just take whatever's happening to you. For total kind. Okay, yeah. I think we're having some very different approaches here. I think I think mine do something similar, but they take a very aggressive stance. On their first turn, they just look in the direction and just blast. It doesn't really matter what there is. We just <laughs> blast a giant hole and then off we go. <laughs> we don't we don't need anything. We don't need to check anything because we are the superior race. Off we go. No, don't do that. That part's important. <laughs> oh. Oh, what what about this? So um, if you want to have a timer, right? Okay, so, so this is going a bit more in the direction of gameplay already. But um, let's say you have a bunch of tiles that are unrevealed on the table. And um, at the end of the turn, the bottom row gets discarded and disappears. And whoever is still on there just gets like digested. Oh. And then in the... In the event, he eats more stuff that comes up from the top. So you have like a constant recycling and you have to work your way up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like this. I can't really see how this isn't going to work 
if it wasn't 3D, <laughs> which could be problematic. Yeah, yeah you start at the bottom like, and you choose your path. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. I suppose yeah. there's like, uh, what is it, uh, Clank, where in theory, the, the dragon actually, in, in Clank, what depends on the version, is underneath you, but it's not actually underneath you. It's kind of conceptually underneath you. So and then it comes up at a certain point. Um, I think this could yeah. actually work yeah, okay. quite nicely. Okay. You might need a little treadmill to make it easier, you know. It's yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, board backwards. The obvious disadvantages that you would have to like take the whole board and like put it. You would need a lot of tiles to. You couldn't reuse too many tiles, right? <laughs> Just lots and lots of expansions. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, and then I think we sort of seem to imply that there's a round, there's an event deck as well. Um, that's fairly typical in these sorts of games. So who would like to be the game in doing in the, the game event? Hmm. And play the dragon's mouth, yeah. basically, you right? You take it away, uh, Cornelius. What, what, what does the game do to us all? Uh, I think the dragon has his own or her own you know, natural rhythms and maybe there's a, a mealtime effect uh, and then there's a digestion effect and then there's a sleeping effect when maybe people have a little bit more freedom to do stuff. So maybe at mealtime, yeah, new materials come in. Um, uh, the digestion effect, uh, random things happen to your construction or destruction projects. And then the, the, the nap time effect is when uh, nothing happens and everyone gets a turd to, to do things without interference. <laughs> so that was Exit the Dragon, a tile placement game where you are soldiers eating a dragon in a dystopia. And next up, we're going to crank the board game jerk machine once more. <laughs> and next up, we have a Euro game where you are survivors riding cultists in a fantasy land. I mean, the, the, the board game jerk is really excelling itself this episode with the very <laughs> odd ideas. Um, a Euro game, just to, a Euro game is a little broad. Um, people kind of know what it means without it really meaning anything in particular. Um, just to say I don't. And so in my head, I just see the Eurovision Song Contest. Which I've not even ever seen, so just my imagination of what that is like. Um, so I, probably, an explanation would be great. You've probably played quite a few without realising, actually. Um, they're sometimes also called German-style games, or I think they got renamed to Euro games to be a bit fairer. Uh, <laughs> um, very popular. Uh, players are very rarely eliminated. Very little randomness or luck. Mostly everyone starts from the same rough position and there's strategy. Um... Yeah. So, and usually multiple ways of winning and scoring points. So, yeah, as as Cornelius just pointed out, Puerto Rico, Catan, Carcassonne, mm. Power Grid. Actually, there's, there's a lot of them. Um, yeah. So this theme with keep naming them. I have all these games behind me. <laughs> <laughs> with this theme, with this mechanic, is kind of interesting. I'm not really sure how this is going to fit. But, Survivors uh, riding cultists. I, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. I, can I just say, it could also be a follow-up from the game we just created. I was actually just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wins. Um. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was thinking that. I was thinking that myself. Yeah. I mean, and it's yeah. So, and what you're trying to do is create this new society on the dragon, like I said. Uh, or not? Uh, who knows? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. There is actually precedent for high fantasy games that are Euro games. I think um, uh, Chaos in the Old World is one. Um, also, Lords of Waterdeep, to a certain extent, where you have quite high fantasy, but it's sort of a Euro game. Um, so it, it can I object of... to calling that fantasy. I don't think that, you know, I know that's a popular game, but there's no theme in Lords of Waterdeep. You could there's be pictures. manufacturing <laughs> hamburgers and bottles for all the fantasy that's in that game. Yeah, that's true. I think I like Dungeons Dragons enough that I just ignore that and just enjoy the Fair theme. <laughs> Even though the theme is quite light. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, hmm. Well, then, maybe to start then, uh, Cornelius, do you want to describe a fantasy land to us? What would you want? <laughs> so, I was thinking, okay, from the idea of survivors riding cultists, I thought, like, maybe they're very small, Right. <laughs> And, and maybe, for instance, they're like mice or something, and they're riding around on farmers. And what they view as a fantasy land is to us very normal, but it could be portrayed as, you know, a kind of like in the Lego movie, you know, the knife of exact zero. Um, everyday objects could take on a mystical importance. And they could be, you know, survivors of, uh, you know, some cats. I don't, I don't know, but I was, I was trying to think of a way that all this could gel together. So I actually thought of a sort of whimsical root-like, you know, fantasy land where things are a little bit hobbity. That sounds brilliant. I like hmm. that idea that, say, they're, they're mice um, creating their own adventure um, through the farmers and everything that's going on there. Yeah, that's really nice. Mice are riding farmers. <laughs> Is that, was it Ratatouille where he's, you know, yanking on his hair? <laughs> Maybe that's a common thing. Maybe we just haven't seen it enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are plenty of games where the animals kind of become the 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 main characters and do strange things. Actually, in, in some respects, Rebecca, you described um, Mice and Mystics to a certain extent, which is a very odd kind of dungeon crawl where you play mice. And the reason is very, very vague. <laughs> but, <laughs> but why and also, not? Isn't, isn't there an, an RPG based on a, a yes. comic that's to do with mice? Uh, that uh, a friend was gray. showing me the other day, and it looks quite adorable. It's based on uh, a very classic book. Um, yeah, Mouse Guard. Mouse Guard. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, where are you riding the cultists to, and why? Wait. Are the, so the farmers are cultists. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't get very far with that. No, I like because they're the enemy. Because the farmers are always trying to kind of kill the mice or whatever and things. Maybe it's actually agricultists, and we just <laughs> with the machine. Sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> oh no, they could because they could. I don't know. The farmers are like farming over the meadow, where all the happy little mice do happy little mice things. Ag and so they're trying to sabotage it. It's a much more Euro game as well. We, we could just uh, add a few extra letters. <laughs> also because uh, the, the, the bot has spat out cultists quite a few times. It's a bit obsessed with cultists. We haven't had agricultures, agriculturists before. We might have had farmers, actually. But whatever. We can gloss that over. It, it suits the Euro game theme a lot more. Mm. Um, so you're kind of flipping it, I suppose, that... The animals are using the humans to, to farm their fantasy mm -hmm. land, maybe. 
we, we, we are never aware of it, but this is the secret truth. <laughs> We're back to conspiracy theories. <laughs> but whimsical Maybe ones. different factions could be different farm animals, right? You could play the sheep or the cats or the mice. And uh, you manipulate the farmers around this, uh, you know, farm board uh, to do what you want to make your faction uh, be the most successful thing. Yeah. So basically the goal is to get the most food, to manipulate the farmer to feed you the most. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, I mean, of course, there's plenty of Euro games that are just about farming. The theme doesn't even have to be particularly... Uh, the, the aim doesn't even have to be particularly um, strong in that way. But um, so you're, you're saying that instead of it being the animals farming with the humans, the, the animals are manipulating... The, the animals of a farm are manipulating the humans to feed them the most. Yeah, yes. it's a lot more gentle. I mean, how else would you make it a Euro game? Yeah, exactly. It's a lot more gentle, actually. Um, it's kind of like um, Soft Animal Farm, the book. Yeah, yeah, like you could you could really pump up the cuteness level, yeah. like yeah. Uh, the cutest animals get the most food or something. <laughs> Maybe because it's a we, we have to have the survivor's theme. Maybe the old farmers just sold the farm and took some of the animals with them, and now it's a chance to manipulate these new farmers into a better farm for your species. Yeah. Yeah, survivors of the farm apocalypse. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Whatever. It's a Euro game. It doesn't really have to make sense. There's plenty of Euro games. It's like, you are dwarf farmers. Why? Well, because you are. That's right. <laughs> okay. So bearing in mind this is a Euro game, we have to make it quite even and not so random. So how's this going to work? Do does each animal have an ability or not? Because that's not very Eurogamey. Hmm. And do the, do we want the animals to be perhaps of similar sizes then, or or just be all mice, for example? Um, maybe. Maybe or just to even it out, every animal has a positive and a negative. And if you're a big animal, okay. you have an advantage one way, but you have a negative another way. I don't know. Mm. Maybe that evens it with that with but having a little bit more theme than your traditional Euro game. Hmm. Right, if you're the cows, nothing can eat you. But you need extra food. <laughs> if you're the mice, everything can eat you, but You uh, need very little food. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Yeah. not so Euro if you're actually eating the other players. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is also true. It's kind of... Yeah, yeah they have to have conflict. formed a pact together, so they're all working together in some way. The, the, the union of farmyard animals or something. Is... <laughs> Ooh, there's the name. <laughs> union of the yard. No, I've actually got a name, but I'm going to save it for a few minutes because... Uh... <laughs> we'll be so distracted, Chris. <laughs> so you're trying to get the most food, but of course you can't deny food from other people in the kind of grand tradition of a, of a Euro game. Although, I mean, like, for example, I played... Um... I'm kind of... Right. I mean, kind of like um, it's like with with in all, most other euros, when you get more, somebody has to exactly, get less. Exactly, right? exactly, exactly. In that sort yeah. of way, you're not aggressively attacking each other, but you're just denying other people no. places. Yeah. yeah. Or it, it takes them more to to get the same thing. That kind of thing. Okay. Um. So, are we having? Are we going to have? Um, 
workers, or are we just going to keep it simpler than that? Hmm. Hard to say. Maybe like cards where you that you can play. Um, I'm feeling like there could be different types of food. You know, like um, maybe there's like just grain that's worth the least, and there's like hay that's worth a little more, and then there's like some special feed that's worth the most or something. Could that be a kind of economy in it then? Because if the different animals need different food, then uh, trading between them or something to get what they actually eat. Maybe. One of the, the my favorite parts of your games is the, the building aspect. And, you know, since everyone's trying to get the farmer to do work for them, maybe there's a round of, of bidding or, or something where everyone has to negotiate together to get the farmer to, you know, build more buildings for animals to sleep in or plant more wheat or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like an auction round, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. You're improving the farm as you go to improve your own lot and... Yeah, so you could start at spring, you know, you could, you could do play like four big turns, spring, summer, fall, and then in winter, when everything's cold, whoever has the most food will have the most animals next year. <laughs> Easy victory conditions. Nice, nice. Teaches, teaches children the ways of the world. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good, very good. Okay, okay, that's good, that's good. And uh, what else is usually in a Euro game? So we, we're having a bidding... Meeples. Pod? Meeples, meeples yeah. yeah. That's the, is that the animals? Mm-hmm. Okay. Animeeples? Animeeples. <laughs> is that a thing? That must be a thing. I'm sure that's a thing. I'm sure oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> okay. Um, so we have a uh, placement of, of our, our animeeples. We have a bidding round to improve the farm. And then how do we, how do we encourage the farmer to give us food? Is that just pure kind of um, stuff on the board that influences that? Or is there something else in there? Maybe each animal produces its own type of resource. Like the sheep can produce wool, which has a certain effect on the farmer and if you lose the bidding round you build up wool for the next round and then you'll have extra wool to to give to the farmer and the cows make milk cows make milk yeah Yeah. the mice make not eating the farmer's food (laughs) pigs make bacon (laughs) it's kind of cruel isn't it (laughs) don't go down to that dark place bubble no pigs the bacon factory. <laughs> Everybody knows this, right? <laughs> well, yes, it's true. I suppose there's a, there's a there's a flaw there. I mean, in theory, the the cows can sacrifice themselves and it'll serve us. But anyway, that's okay. I don't think. I think we need. Yes, we'll just stick to kind of whimsical things they can do. Like yeah, no the no mice can fix some tiny things <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some dogs and things like characters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I think we've we've kind of got this to a point here. So, as the nominated adjudicator for this idea, here's, here's what I think the idea is roughly: we each have an animal, a whimsical animal that is not eaten, <laughs> just to make it easy. Um, we have four major rounds, um, and in each of those rounds, we we somehow um, have a bidding mechanism, or we're bidding on or bidding for. Access uh, the same thing, um, a way to improve the farm. Be it a building, be it some kind of, I don't know, process or something like that. Who knows? 
um, to, to improve the farm in some way that brings extra resources and extra benefits to the farm. Then we have an ability to put down certain um, animeeples um, and based on the animeeples we put down and what we produce in the places where we put them down, we get resources that we can tempt food out of the farmer with. Uh, and the, the way we do that and the quantity is sort of reflective of that. Um, and then at the end of uh, the game, yeah, whoever has the most, most highest value food, I suppose. Um, you know, you could have a lot of very cheap food or you could have a mixture of very high quality food, that kind of thing. Mm. Too reasonable? What would you call this game, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I actually kind of liked the United, what was it, the, the Union of, what did you call it? Rebecca? Union of the Yard, I think. Union of the Yard. But I, I came up with a title in my head of the Emu, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bit too cows and there's no cows so, so I don't know if that works anymore <laughs> Zuro game the what? I still can't catch what you're saying what? The, the what Pavel? I'm not catching what you're saying Zuro game Zuro game, Zuro uh, game. Oh, right. <laughs> very good <laughs> Zuro yeah mm. Anything else jumping out at anybody? Well, I must say, I have one consistent thing in, in every game I play. If my goal is to collect animals, for whatever reason, I never like the game. So if we have to collect animals, I don't think I'm okay with this game. But if we're producing them on our own merits, I think that's fine. Sorry, yeah. that was a title suggestion? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very long title, I don't think that will work. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like the United Union of Animals. It makes it's not very catchy, but I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of like it. I don't know why. I don't know. Would you like the Union of Barnyard Animals? Mm -hmm. It's somewhat whimsical, and then you can have like a, a whimsical cover with like animals around a table with garvels and things like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'd play that game. That sounds fun. It actually sounds fun, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's make that our next game. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little less going on than a 4X game, so yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. So first turn example, let's just combine who, 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 which animal you're playing and your first round into, into one shot. So, Rebecca, what animal are you and what do you do to, what do you do to improve the farm and tempt food out of the farmer in your first round? Um, we are ducks, uh, <laughs> and the ducks, um, <laughs> provide <laughs> eggs for the farm. And so they need to be, um, so they, they stay in the, in the kind of lake pond, um, as it's called. Um, so they need to make sure they lay eggs away from lake pond and up in the farmyard so that the, the farmer finds them. And it's like, oh, what lovely ducks. I'll feed them all my bread. Um, sorry, what am I supposed to do as a move? <laughs> you put all your ducks in Improve the pond. That's fine. <laughs> okay, so yeah. my, my ducks are going to have a little waddle up to the farmyard. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. It's a whimsical game. That's fine. Yay. That's fine. Um, Pavel, what animal are you and what do they do? <sighs> Good question. What do we have? What, what's like a useful farm animal? Um, 
Or be something really not useful, I mean, like sheep, hedgehogs. Sheep is kind of boring, right? Let's make it like alpacas or something. Alpacas, yeah. yeah so you're making like alpaca wool. Um, they're a bit more whimsical than sheep, right? So, uh, so you would be trying to be very cute and not spit on the farmer too much. And the way to improve the farm would be to get like a... Um, uh, what's the thing called? A, a loom? A loom, yeah, a loom. So you're trying to build the loom. Yeah, because we don't have great mechanics yet. We just no. have a lot of theme. <laughs> yes. Very much theme. Very unusual for you. Again. <laughs> All right. Cody, what animal are you? And what do you do in your first round? I'm, I'm going to go with my, my original thing. There's nothing more whimsical than a mouse wearing a hat. Um, and yeah, I, I think the mice have a, the, the power to to participate in, in almost any activity because they're so small and so they can push things along in any direction they want. But they also have a, a terrible weakness, which is that there is a cat token that moves around the farm. And if the cat token gets too close to you, you can't take a turn at all. I was going to say I'm going to be a cat, but I can't be a cat anymore. So I've got to think what I'd be instead. Horses. How about horses? I'd be the horses. So... Obviously, I'm always trying to find a way to do as much work as possible for the farmer. So they give me food because I've helped them produce so much. Um, so I'm generally trying to bid on very production-heavy uh, facilities and improvements to the farm. Um, and then I get my, more food because I've, I've kind of done a better job in helping the farmer generally. So that's, yeah... I think that, that's what I'll go for. That's all I can just think of from Animal Farm as well. I remember the horses in Animal Farm. <laughs> Should we just call it Animal Farm? <laughs> it's not a bad title. <laughs> it's a bit... Animal Farm, but with an exclamation mark and a kind of cute font. <laughs> Rebranding it. Um... Okay, so that was our game, um, potentially Animal Farm in a, in a cute way. Um, a Euro game where you are survivors riding agriculturalists in a fantasy land. <laughs> yeah, uh, interesting. Now, the last question we always like to ask of everybody is, out of the two ideas, which one would you play and which one would you make? I think I would be most interested in playing the animal farm game because I trust that it would be a quick game. <laughs> and I would be very interested in making the dragon game because there's, uh, you know, so much you could do with that world. Like every crazy idea is certainly allowed in there. And maybe the more extreme the idea and surprising it is, the more fun the game okay. would be. Rebecca, what about you? Oh, um, so I did like the dragon game, but as I said, I kind of preferred the imagery in my head. So I think the idea to play it as like a D&D &D campaign or something, that would be where I'd rather take that idea. Um, the farmyard one I like, uh, with, I, would, I would happily play that because um, I imagine it looking very nice. And yeah, you've got all your hedgehogs and your mice and things. Uh, I think it would be a nice rainy day game. <laughs> Potentially. Just like the next few months. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, hmm, 
I think I would rather make and play the uh, dragon game, the dra- dragon's end, dra- exit the dragon, whatever we're calling it. <laughs> um, I think I could have fun with it as a D&D campaign or a roleplay campaign, but also a game. Yeah, I think that's what I'd go for, to be honest with you. It, it suits my my uh, my tastes a bit more. Whimsical Animals, I, I've recently got very burnt by Root, the, the game that we've mentioned once or twice in the description of number two, in that it looks very whimsical, but it's brutal, and I didn't like it. <laughs> oh no, you've been burnt by whimsy. <laughs> so I've been burnt by whimsy. I don't trust it at the moment. <laughs> So, yeah, I think I'm just going to go for full-on obvious obvious what it is and what you're getting. <laughs> okay, excellent. So thank you, Cornelius and Pavel, for some of the time joining us. Um, how can people find out more about what you guys are up to in the next few months? Well, we just finished our Kickstarter campaign uh, around a month ago, uh, almost to the day now. Yeah, and we just opened our pledge manager. And so... If, uh, if you Google Uprising um, Game or Uprising uh, Curse of the Last Emperor, uh, you can find uh, all of our various, uh, you know, internet properties. We're still on Kickstarter. We're on Crowdox. We, of course, have Facebook in a couple of different ways. We have Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and we're happy to interact with people on any of those things. And we have our own web page, of course, which has a lot of the backstory um, and also has a sort of a recording of everything that went on with the campaign uh, which was a three-week campaign, and we had a lot of community builds. We didn't want to have any uh, stretch goals, because we are I'm not convinced when I see stretch goals that they really are what they say they are, and we didn't want to remove anything from our game. Uh, so, yeah, what we're up to right now is, uh, is tightening all the little screws to uh, produce the game and hopefully ship it um, early next year. Excellent. Um, Rebecca, what are you up to at the moment, and how can people find out more? Um, I'm up to a few different things. And if you go to my website, which is Rebecca.world, um, then you can see everything I'm up to there. Cool. Um, and me, you can find at ChristianChiller.com. Game-wise, uh, I've been doing the Solo Adventurer live stream um, the past uh, couple of months. It's actually been going quite well. Uh, some of the videos have been very popular. Some haven't. <laughs> It's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> but that's been going quite nicely, getting into a rhythm now. Um, and the I have a Call of Cthulhu campaign I've been writing for some time, and it's nearly ready for playtesting. So I'll be putting up details of that soon uh, and a few other things as well. So just keep an eye out there. All right, thank you very much, uh, Cornelius and Paul, for joining us. And um, we'll, join you, we'll join us again next time on Board Game Jerk. You can find more at Board Game Jerk. Thank you for listening.